0: What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. We had a wild week in golf. Tony Finau, back-to-back. Who'd have thought?
1: No one. Do you know how hard it is to do that?
0: This is this has quickly become the year of streaky golf players, which I feel like I didn't see as much before recently. Because obviously, Scotty Scheffler sticks out. He had that streak of, what, four wins in seven or eight events? And then even uh, Xander who, yes, one of them was like a pro-am, and one of them was a group. Or it was what? uh, It was him. Like J.P.
1: McManus and him and Patrick Cantlay. Yeah,
0: him and Cantlay. But then he still won two other events individually. Uh, So this has really just been a a year of streaky golf players winning events. And now Tony Finau can join the group going back-to-back.
1: I think I just read an article that said he had two bogeys in his last – hundred and fifty four holes or something like that it,
0: it would ma- it would make sense i mean he's playing otherworldly right now so two bogeys and 150 holes it is it is great for him to see uh he i mean l- let's clarify here he had to beat emiliano Grio and taylor Pendrith. so like i don't know if, uh, i don't know if i'm putting that up against you know justin thomas and rory obviously but, again, still very good wins. I think with Tony Finau, there was always the question of, can he get over the hump? Is he actually going to get the win? Because he was, he was really well-known for getting in the top ten but not really finishing. Uh, but this is, you know, these last two weeks, he's really put it together and and played well on Sundays and he pulled out the win both days.
1: Yeah, I mean, he beat Patrick Cantlay Cameron Young, final day, Pendrith. Two weeks in a row, the guy that Tony Finau is facing has thrown it away. I'm not trying to take away from Fino, but Pendrith shot even par, or Fino shot five under. Pendrith goes, or they, you know, flip that score or whatnot. Obviously, it's a different tournament, but yeah. even if it's, he shot, you know, he shot 72 on Sunday, 66, 65, 64. So it's all he had to do was not do that, and he won the tournament. Um, So it's crazy
0: in terms of Taylor Pendrith, though, he, he got, he had a rib injury earlier in the year. So seeing him come back, he is still, he's a rookie, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not losing my mind. Yeah. He's a rookie. Okay. So the fact that he's coming back, he just came back recently. He's only done two or three events since his rib injury and he can get into contention again is a promising sign on my eyes. You know, this isn't meaning he's going to win in like three months. That's not what I'm saying. But I just like the fact that he could potentially be one of those flyers in like the AK range throughout the fall swing.
1: Absolutely. I, I love him. He's awesome. He's fun to watch. I know some people, some people, again, I can't compare myself to 90% of golf fans because I'm like, oh yeah, Taylor Pendrith. Like, like, I'm not surprised by that. But this is like the Cameron Young, Will Zalatoris thing, where if it was a major, everyone would be on his back. Um, you know, like Zalatoris was, was came out of nowhere if you weren't following him at Wake Forest. Cameron Young, that wasn't even a shock to me. Um, but I think this was a, a really shining thing for him. You know, Jager came out, um, Taylor Moore came out, Tom Kim. Tom Kim. First off, <laughs> I should have just stuck with my gut when I said. Oh yeah, I have a bet for him too, but I'll take it off so you can have it. I should have just stuck with it.
0: Yeah, you should have. That was my that was my only bet. They did well. Tom Kim carried me all week, and it was great. Just
1: yeah, jump into your bets for the week. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Well, actually, we're gonna start. We're gonna start with DK a- after this. By the way, I'm curious. We should. Uh, I'm gonna go through and pick your brain on rookie of the year because I think there's in one my guy. Mind, in my mind there's one guy, but he doesn't have a win. And there's only one guy with a win that's a rookie. So I don't know how your mindset kind of goes on. I'm just curious. I'm gonna pick your brain. All right, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna to mesh together FanDuel and DraftKings. I had a lot of Homa. He was T24. Uh Kisner missed a cut. That was unfortunate. That was a high-owned one that a lot of people had. Uh Denny McCarthy missed a cut. Denny McCarthy, by the way, lost strokes, gained putting for the first time since the Sony open. What the fuck?
1: the one week you talk about how yeah, the, he one, the, to...
0: the one week I'm like yo McCarthy great putter he's gonna do great this week how the hell do you lose strokes in putting as the best putter on tour. McNeely was also bad putting he's a good putter that's frustrating um Webb Simpson was like tied second going into the uh going into and the, the end of the day Thursday but he could not hit anything on friday saturday and sunday so that was brutal and then i got her up malnati they were both 49th 73rd tom kim on Fanduel, he was seventh that was great and then kelly craft was a shot in the dark he missed the cut uh, so there was a few good pieces within there but just a lot of guys where i followed metrics and they just didn't mesh the way they normally would
1: yeah i agree i mean it just happens metrics aren't going to solve the world otherwise everybody would be doing it yeah. um FanDuel, or excuse me, for DraftKings, took home 465. Pretty good, considering two guys missed the cut. De'Orson, who was my backup to win, and Hubbard, who had a hole-in-one and then shot two over on the second day when guys were shooting 63. Yeah. But Cameron Young, second. uh, Too Young Kim, Tom Kim, seventh. Callum Terran 20th. Homa, 24th. That gets you some money at the end of the day, which – I will always take, and then a little less climactic, if you would say. FanDuel was kind of the same thing. Um, Did not do well there. That was a um, 4.18.9. That only got me money in double ups. So there were guys that were in the 700s that I played against. That was wild. The guy in this contest that I had at 7.23. Fino, can't lay Young, Spawn, so first, second, second, eighth, Michael Thompson, 24th, and Austin Smotherham, 69th, so that was just oh, unbelievable, I mean, it's it's crazy, some people just get really lucky, but I'll take, again, all money is good at the end of the day, bets on the other hand, oh, mark it down, freaking negative money again, but
0: what What'd you do on bets? What'd you go? You yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mark
1: Hubbard, top 40. That was a shocker of the decade. My gut pick. Eh, probably down to 50, 50 on that one. Yeah. Cam young, top 20 lock. Um, Homa, top 20 missed out. Barely can't lay yeah. top 10. Boom. Grace and sig top 40. No. Yeah, Chu young Kim, who was my first bet that you took. <laughs> yes. Um, I bet that is a full bet, so I'm counting that.
0: You can tell uh, it Because yeah. I had three it. For, three for sure. Because I,
1: I did say, so I <laughs> am at plus 0. .25 units on the week.
0: If anybody wants to question it, I can pull back up my text from the week, and we will post it on Instagram. Even on the pod
1: last week, I was like, that's my first bet, but I'll take it off so you can have it. Yeah,
0: Jack was very big on Tom Kim. Uh, Because I only did three bets, he, was, he had a list of like eight or nine bets, so he wanted to take Tom Kim, but... He, he just swapped to somebody else. Um, one thing on Hubbard, he also lost strokes putting for the first time since Mexico in May. So he was 16% owned last week, and he was one of the highest guys owned that missed the cut.
1: Dude, so he, he was th- like the... He was like holding first place for like twenty minutes at one point too. Think about that.
0: Yeah, you were not alone in your like of Mark Hubbard. It is it is one of those things where guys that were predominantly good putters prior to last week lost the ability to putt. And it yeah. makes it makes no sense. So I, I'm i not gonna look too much into it. I'm just gonna change my mindset for this week and continue on. Um Jack ran through his. I went one for three on bets. Tom Kim, top forty, plus one hundred. Chris Goder up at top forty at plus one forty like forty sixth, I was so sad he he finished on Sunday too I think bogey 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 if he finished Mm. like two pars instead of three bogeys he gets tied 30th roughly and then I win. uh and then I had Webb Simpson top 40 look great start of the week Uh, I know um
1: I need to cut you off because I believe I received a text from you.
0: You did that, on Thursday, um, but I, I checked it. I was good. I was good. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Hold on. I'm going through now.
1: I know it's early, but I would like an early apology on Webb Simpson. There was some grief given upon picking him, and he is under par, and that was Thursday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Yes, and he was uh, under par. as I said un- he is under par as of now, and he, in fact, was under par as of now. He did also make the cut. So like there was there, it's, it's not all bad. I mean he didn't play good, but he did make the cut. Um all right, let me let me run through winners wild picks and then I want to pick your brain on a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll do that. So last week's winners, Jack had Patrick Cantley and Thornborn Olsen. So we had a T2 and a miscut.
1: We had a T2 and 134th, I think.
0: <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, I had Webb Simpson and Peter Malnati, who was T69 and T73rd. So I think if we calculated it out, we were almost exactly even in, ter- in terms of finishing. Yeah. Jack just took, like, basically winner and last place, and then I took two guys dead in the middle.
1: You know what the worst part is? I think either you and I texted about this this in the pod. My other pick for winner was Cam Young, but I didn't want to be a loser like you call me and go, can't lie young for winners. So I almost had second second.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, hey, you did get a wild pick, right? Uh, Absolutely. Jack had Ricky Fowler top 20, which was a loss, but he also had Jason Day top 20. And Jason Day was a win at T17. Very nice, very nicely done. Plus 350. Plus 350, very nicely done. Absolutely. Um, I had Kelly Kraft top 20 and Ricky Fowler, top 20, both those. Uh, it was brutal, tough scenes. Not, not my best week. It happens, you know,
1: and that's why it's a wild card. Um, you don't, here's the thing. We don't count those in our bets. Um, just because, you know, we don't necessarily do it all. Um, but I, I bet half a unit on those just for reference, but I don't include those in my official
0: bets. So, so I'm going to be honest, sometimes I like wild picks that are guys that I want to root for that I just don't have the same level of confidence. Like the one that you texted me for this week? Well, yes, or like Ricky Fowler top 20 last week. Or it's guys where it's like, hey, they've had, you know, decently good recent play up to this point, so I might as well, like, I'll throw them out. Like, that's a possibility and just kind of see where they go this week, i.e. Kelly Craft, uh, and he fell through. So it's unfortunate the way it goes. Okay, Jack. So now that we've ran through all that on the winner's picks and the wild cards and the wild picks, w- let me pick your brain a little bit on rookie of the year. Cause we have a couple names that stick out and I think we can both agree that one guy probably should win it, but I just want to see if, you, if we can think of anybody else. So we have uh Fagala, Davis, Riley, Mito, Cam Young, Taylor Pendrith, Chad Ramey. I mean, anybody else stick out is there anybody in your mind that is that is a better option
1: um i mean nick hardy's doing good no, uh, matthias did. schwab hayden buckley aaron rye but listen it's cam young as much as i want to say davis riley because of his streak cam young's fedex cup rank right now is nine he said four second or tied for second he's 15 for 22 on cuts with seven top tens so i mean just looking at tens alone davis riley's next with six four more events so the Gal has five top tens, seven more events. Mito's only had three top tens. And that's, I think the problem with Mito is it has the Will Zalatoris effect where he was so good in such a prime moment and just missed out that everyone thinks he's, you know, elevated. And I'm not saying he's bad. I mean, he's still fourth in the rookie rankings, but I think it's Cam Young.
0: That might be what I'm doing too unintentionally is just taking that moment with Mito in my head and then vaulting him personally because that is a such a key moment in my mind of the season but i see where you're coming from with cam young i mean i think he's he's got two second places and two different majors this year so, he's four
1: second places
0: he's four second places in majors or just in, in no just in, overall okay well i think two of those four then are in majors because one's in the open i know that
1: one's rocket mortgage there's two right there
0: oh there you go all right but no i i i agree then i think that yeah, I think Young's. I think Young's the obvious choice. I was just curious because I know that, that there's a lot of guys in that in that range that could definitely be options, but all right. Do you think Cam Young's winning it in the next year?
1: Winning rookie of the year or winning no, a tournament? No, like winning a tournament. Within the next calendar year, I bet by the time Rocket Mortgage comes around next year, he will have a win.
0: Who wins first, Will zell or Cam Young? Ooh, this is an interesting Cam one. Cam Young. Really?
1: I think if – I think in the off season now. Off season, obviously, it starts up like a week after it's over, so it's not really an off season, but there is yeah. an off season, quote unquote.
0: Yeah.
1: I think as Alatorre really gets with a putting coach, his ball striking is not a question. Yep. His driving is not a question. It's just a short game at the end of the day that is, and I'm not again. This is nitpicking because he's obviously a top 25 player in the world, yeah. especially for this year. If you get all that together really craft that just take those misses and make them makes that dude is just unstoppable. But I think cam young has proven that his game t to green. If you take away majors, because majors are a lot harder to win. Yeah. It is cam young, but I'd like to see Wills Alatoris win first. If that's another another follow-up question.
0: Uh, No, I I agree. And I, in my mind, I would love to see both of them win. Oh, for sure. Multiple times next year, personally in my, in my own, Biased opinion. I'd love to see them win as much as possible because I think both of them would be great. But I understand it goes that way. So, yeah. And
1: my parents call me Jack Salatoris. So (laughs) I think it's only time that he wins.
0: You and him got the same body build. It is hilarious. So, unbelievable. All right. I'll leave it there then at that point on that discussion. If, if really wanted to, I feel like we can go into more, almost a mini episode on on things like that. And on the, on maybe end of the year rankings. Yeah.
1: You know what? Let's make a pack now in the offseason when there's a lot less to talk about let's do more of these.
0: Well, I like the fact that we can kind of do an overview of, of like rookie of the year or maybe like most, impro- oh, for sure. most improved golfer. I don't know if that's an actual like category, but I, I feel like there's gotta be few names out there that are like guys that couldn't, couldn't win that Now all of a sudden like have a win or guys that couldn't make Tony a Fino. cut. Yeah. Tony Fina, Scotty Scheffler or guys that like couldn't make a cut that now all of a sudden can make cuts. You know, guys that were fringe tour players that are now going to stay on tour and actually did pretty well in the FedEx standings, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, all right, well, look out for that. Uh, Keep us in the loop. And then, of course, we're going to have some live discussion because it is predominant now.
1: Yes. Just one little tidbit of information. If you are in the dark on golf news, Henrik Stenson has been replaced as the Ryder Cup captain by Luke Donald, who I love. Is it Luke so, Donald? Con- okay. Congratulations to Luke Donald. He will hold that presidency to the end there or we captainship.
0: Well, Stenson won on Live. what, yesterday, so evidently you know. He's doing
1: fine. He, yeah,
0: evidently <laughs> he's doing fine. He'll be all right. Uh, I don't know how much of a competitive mindset that tells me about Liv, the fact that Hendrick Stenson, who couldn't make a cut on tour, can now go win a Live golf tournament, personally. But but we digress. But I digress because I could be here all day. All right. We're going to we're going to Wyndham Championship at Sedgefield Country Club. This is in Greensboro, North Carolina. It is a par 70 totaling 7,130 yards. Uh last year's winner was Kevin Kisner. That's not really the highlight. There was a six man playoff last year, which should not in have one group. even been a six man playoff because technically Henley bogey russell henley bogey 18 and missed like a five footer that would have made it even a seven man playoff and then in the playoff adam scott missed a three footer that would have won would have won him then yeah yeah so go, go on youtube
1: go on youtube if you haven't already watched that playoff because they're all in one big group it's highly entertaining if you're a golf fan.
0: yes definitely um First thing, last year, four of the six playoff participants gained five or more strokes on approach. So if your guy does not hit the ball close to the greens, don't worry about them this week. Um, some of the key metrics to look for, driving accuracy, strokes gained putting, specifically you're looking for Bermuda greens, but just strokes gained putting in general. And then 125 to 175 yard approach shots. Um. A name that I'm just going to tell you right off the bat that's going to be extremely popular this week, Webb Simpson. Uh, Webb Simpson is going to be popular because he legitimately has a daughter named after this tournament Uh, because he loves this event so much. He he decided to name his daughter Wyndham. So he destroys it at Sedgefield every year. He finished seventh place last year, and that was his worst finish in five years at this event. Be advised that if you want to use guys like Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, Jason Day, et cetera, potentially use them this week, because those are guys that are probably going to be more so linked to live than anybody else, personally. I think more guys that are experienced based on the theme of it all, that is just my own personal opinion. But if you have a guy that, you like and you want to use them, use them now because you might not be able to use them after the after this season. That's all I got, Jack.
1: Done. I I like this event. Yeah, I got you. Pretty much summed it up. I I was a little shocked. I think back to back weeks about the Webb Simpson. Um, i Oh, I'm but... not.
0: I'm I'm not saying that I'm picking him or against him. I'm just saying he has a daughter named after this event. So like, if anybody is 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 going to do well on this course, I mean, like, if you have a daughter named after an event. You're not gonna, you know, y- there's a level of expectation there.
1: Done. Well, speaking of Webb Simpson, why don't we just get right into the ten K range? Goes from Will Zalatoris at ten nine, Webb Simpson ten seven, Shane Lowry ten six, Sun Jay M at ten five, and Billy the man Horschel at ten three. Take it away.
0: Um uh, I'm I'm going straight to Sun Jay. He's got three straight top twenty-fives at this event. He's accurate off the tee. If he keeps putter in check, which he's been doing more so recently. I have no problems going to him. I think he's going to be decently popular. I don't really care. I think Shane Lowry. A...
1: <laughs> I don't really care.
0: Well, I think Webb Simpson is going to be the most popular, most popular player this week is going to be Webb Simpson, just based on course history and, the, and, and everything else. He does not play bad here. Um, but I want to go with Sanjay. I think he's been playing really well and he's got good, good uh, recent form.
1: I'm not going to fight you there. I think you know how high I am on Jay this week from our text trail. Yes, um, That is the guy that I think I 100% agree is the guy you take in this category. The fan in me wants Will Zalatoris to win. Um, however, he's just a little overpriced. It's no offense to Will. It, he should not be this high. I think Shane Lowry is another good underdog. Um, he's yeah. taken almost three weeks off, I think, two or three weeks off, but I think he's another dark horse. Um, again, Billy Horschel and Webb Simpson aren't necessarily guys that are bad. I'm not trying to discredit them, but Webb Simpson, his only finish in the top 15 this entire year has been at the Travelers. So it's I think he's also overpriced. I'm not trying to discredit the course history or whatnot, but I do think he's overpriced.
0: If you bet Webb Simpson this week, you are not betting him based on recent form. You are That's betting, like, you yeah. are betting him on course history. That's like when Tiger
1: we... when he came back for the Masters this year. It's like he was still like nine-five hundred in you know DraftKings. You're like, okay, that dude just got back from a car accident, but course history and it's Tiger, same yeah. thing here.
0: Yeah, and, and trust me, I'm the king of course history, and I'm not getting up to 10-7 to go get Webb Simpson this week. <laughs> Uh, so if that if that tells you how my mindset is of him right now. Now I say that and he's gonna finish like 10th because that's how that's how Ev Simpson does. But again, I think I think going Sung Jae or Shane Lowry in this range, you're totally fine. Yeah. I agree. Torres. I mean the fan in us. Yeah, I wanna pick him. I always want to pick Will Torres. But honestly, I think you could put him at like 10-4, 10-5, and just move everybody up a little, and then it would make a little more sense.
1: Yeah, if they priced him and The same platform as an M or a Lowry, you would make that case, but yeah. he's even if it's only three or four hundred dollars at the end of the day, it's it's enough for me to say, you know, I'm, I I at least had to hesitate.
0: This field kind of hits a tear at a certain point for me. That the extra, the extra what, 400 bucks between Sung Jane's Al Torres kind of makes that difference. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Billy, Billy, any interest in Billy Ho.
1: I'm I'm never gonna shy away from Billy Horschel. He guys awesome. He's consistent. Um, if it was Florida, I'd pick him to win. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's much like Shane Lowry, I don't think he's played since the open. Yes. Um, so I think he's fairly priced, but I just like Sung Jay and Shane a little better this week.
0: I agree. I think I think Billy's just kind of gonna sneak under the radar. And honestly, if you if you want him, I don't blame you. But I just think Sung Jay is kind of the one that sticks out for me the most. Yeah. So all right, nine K range.
1: We got Russell Henley at 9.8 to HV3 at 9. Kind of a small group considering the names that are just below it yeah. that I feel could sneak up, but I think it's the two oldest guys in this group in Terrell Hatton and Adam Scott that I think could do it. Um, Terrell Hatton has obviously proven that he's one of the best players in the world. Um, his only two outside, I think, missed cuts were in Ireland and Canada. So obviously, opposite course conditions there and Adam Scott is at a resurgence um only miscut that I can think of is in the PGA um which again that it's just one of those things it's a major it's going to happen but I think those are the two guys that I'm looking forward to um and I think we'll do great
0: yeah I'm, I'm big on Adam Scott um Adam Scott if you take out his Saturday from last week he could have had a top five finish I mean, he he played atrocious. Yeah, but I'm he saying.
1: shot like 79, 78? Seven,
0: 79, I'm pretty sure. So if you if, – I mean, if he shoots even par there, he's top 10. Mm-hmm. He's, to, he's maybe top five. So he was he was one day away from doing it. So I have no problem throwing that day out and, and going back to Adam Scott this week. Uh, the other guy I like in here, I'm not big on Hatton. Again, he throws, like, temper tantrums. I can't get to him anymore. I've seen one too many temper tantrums from Hatton. I'm over it.
1: Well, wow, uh, you should have seen one too many 20 years ago. That dude's been chucking gloves. I know, he's
0: been chucking clubs and throwing pissy fits for way too long. Um, Russell Henley is a very good choice here. He's got great course history, and if you want somebody that's going to be good on strokes gained approach, Russell Henley is top five on tour. That dude is a stick when it comes to just throwing the golf ball right at the hole. Uh, Corey Connors has also been playing well recently, so I could totally. Recently, yeah, yeah, I could totally see if you want to do, do a Corey Connors there as well. I get it. I I can't do HB three. I I don't know what it is. What? I know he's gonna. I know he's gonna be decent for whatever reason. I can't get to him. But in my opinion, I like eight. I like Adam Scott and Russell Henley in this range.
1: Yeah, here's the thing about Hv3. The field is depleted a little bit, so he's elevated in price. Yes. If that dude was a thousand dollars less, he'd be in 75% of lineups. I I agree. Maybe not 75%, but you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, he'd be way more owned. I agree. Yeah.
1: But um all I know is this eight K range is dangerous. Yeah, so I'm hanging around. So I think we gotta get into it because I'm pretty sure we're gonna talk about 80% of these people. So C yeah, si Kim, eight eight, all the Damn. way to
0: Denny McCarthy.
1: Oh, sorry. I didn't see Denny McCarthy. Eight, nine, all the way to Davis Riley at eight. Let me just take this away in one big breath. Okay. So I'm going to leave Denny McCarthy for you because I think he choked on you in 104th or 105th
0: last week. Take him because I won't.
1: Oh, I'm not. Um, Siwoo Kim, last two tournaments, 14th, 15th, Dues on a tear, avoiding Kevin Kisner. Um, Tom Kim, Ju Young Kim, obviously he's been the star that he's meant to be um korean goat south korean goat he's awesome taylor Pendrith, second 11 13 13th his last four finishes that dude's gonna go on a tear this wheden is obviously my guy hasn't played since the open looking for a bounce back um davis riley has fallen off as of late might be an event for him to come back um i don't know but and then there's always brian harman who you know is either going to finish 100th or 8th
0: yeah brian harman is a true boom boom bus specialty definition here. um look i'm not going to denny this week i know he's going putting i i don't want to go back to it um burn me burn me last week i'm gonna let him figure it out and then if he wins this week then i can feel bad about it um Wu is the course history guru combined with recent history guru uh Wu almost won it last year no two years ago at this course Um, so he's been playing very well. He's got three straight top 25s at this course the last three years. Uh, Tom Kim is on fire. Jack and I both like him. I'm sure he's going to be all over our lineups and our bets. Uh, the third guy I like in this range is Aaron wise. Uh, he's sixth in the field in strokes gained approach in his last 24 rounds. And he's eighth in the field in strokes gained approach in his last hundred rounds. He's worn on Birdie Fest before, like the Byron Nelson in 2018. So I know that he can get low. This is a course where the winner will probably be at right around minus 20. Now, last year they won it at minus 15. I think there was some funky weather on one of the days. But know that the winner will get get low to almost minus 20. So you want somebody that can make birdies. 100%. Can't agree more. Uh, I do think Davis Riley. I mean, if you're if you're a betting man and you want to get real fancy, his betting odds are out, and he's got he's got some big pluses if you if you really are big on him this week. But there's just a lot of risk on betting him. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I, if, I bet Davis you, Riley. I
1: think 11 weeks in a row, and I'm still scared to do it.
0: If you have the cojones to bet Davis Riley at 8,000, there's a lot of money on the table to win. That's all I'll say. I Mm -hmm. I agree. There is a lot of risk reward with it. But if you have the balls to do it, it work out really well for you. Whew. Ready? Oh, yeah.
1: Big list coming in 7K.
0: Oh, I almost forgot, by the way. Tom Kim in his last uh, eight starts, five top 30s. So, guys, absolutely heater.
1: Oh, he's tearing
0: it up. Yeah. So. All right, we got a big old 7K range, Jack.
1: Whew, we got all the way from Vince Whaley at 7. Give me 30 seconds to scroll up. I'll over to the GOAT, Keith Mitchell at 7.9. Give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts.
0: All right, I'm going to start off with Scott Stallings at 7,800. I think he's going to be a little chalky. I think mean, he's going to be pretty highly owned, but I don't care. Uh, he's, su- he's got super strong irons and a good putter. He's got three straight top tens the last three weeks. He's fourth in the field in strokes gained approach in his last 24 rounds, and he's gained six-plus strokes on ball striking in his last three tournaments. I mean, all those metrics I just described are perfect for this course. Yep,
1: and I will not bet him first-round leader this week, so you have a successful
0: <laughs> chance at getting him. There we go. That's the, that's the way to do it. Um, Again, Chris Goddard is here again this week. I, I, I like him, but – He's had a lot of courses recently where they fit well for his style of play. This is one that does not necessarily fit for how he plays. He's a very long ball hitter uh, that that is not necessarily needed at this course. So I'm a little more weary of him this week, but I understand that since he's been on a heater, you might want to go back to him, and I don't blame you if you do. Uh, the next guy I'll mention is Alex Smalley. He has finished uh, top 30 in three of his last four events. This is actually his home course. He's from Greensboro. So, I, I like the fact that it's his home course. He's probably played this course a hundred times. The only concern with Alex Smalley is the putter. You need to make sure that he's got it going in order to pick him. Uh, I'll mention Callum, Callum Tarrin. He's got five top 30 finishes in his last seven appearances. Two of those five finishes were top 10. So he's on a little bit of a heater, he's been playing well recently. Pretty good choice there. Uh, I could have sworn I had one more name. Uh, I'll throw out Lee Hodges at 7100. He's a little bit more of a uh, a little bit more of a sneaky pick, that's for sure. But he's the kind of guy who who's been who was on a heater and then I think missed a cut last week. What you got? All right.
1: Well, let me just go ahead and start off. Return a Keith Mitchell baby. Back in in contention you take away his last two weeks in the open and genesis scottish his last couple events were six seven and 1834 that dude was on a tear in american soil hoping he comes back at seven nine i think that's a steal can't agree more on scott stallings i think adam long is a sneaky pick here 7700 16th at 3m 13th at john deere 25th at travelers 21st at rbc canadian i like him this week um Sebastian Munoz, I think, is another sneaky pick, even though he hasn't had the best year, considering last year he won. Um, Johnny Vegas is another sneaky one. Like you said, Chris got her up. Adam Svensson's here, Chez Reavy, Callum Tarrin, I think are all good. Um, JJ Spawn, who finished eighth uh, last week, which is good. Um, last guy that I always want to point out, which I think exactly like you said, there's some guys in here is Austin Smotherham. So, minus last week at 69th, 24th, 8th, and a made cut at 54th in the Barbasol. If you're down here at 7K, that's not your worst option.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think Smotherman's a great choice. I mean, I personally like one guy at 6,900, probably more than him. Well, hey, but let's we'll jump get, into we, it. Yeah, we can wait if you got more options at the 7K. You got anybody else up here? Or, I, mean, I was just going to say,
1: Michael Thompson, he's been – the low end of a cut machine, if you can call him that, minus the Barbasol at 142, 24, 26, 9, 59, 40, 25, 64. Um, and that's since the month of May. So he's been playing good enough golf. If you're looking for a six guy to round up, he's not the worst option in the world.
0: Ready for the S- 6K? six guy?
1: 6,900. Who are you going to pick? Is it Hayden Buckley? Absolutely. Yeah the only guy i could come
0: up with yeah he's the only guy that's, that's really worth taking so hayden buckley has made six straight cuts he's got four top 30s in those six cuts made he's been playing real recently again i'm not asking hayden buckley to go win this tournament with my him being my sixth guy if he can finish t40 and make a cut and be my sixth guy that is spectacular and that is really all you need because if you get down here at Hayden Buckley, chances are, that means you got some absolute hitters at the top of your lineup. Um, the other guy I'll mention, he's been playing atrociously, but if you want to do course history, Rory Sabatini is a option, I guess. I mean, if you, if you really hate yourself, um, the third and final guy I will mention, because let's be real beyond Buckley, the rest of these guys all kind of fit into the same tier for me. The bottom of that tier, Bo Hogue. He's made the cut in four of his last five starts. He's got three top 40s of those four mid cuts. You really just want him at 6,400 to make the cut because then you are 100% making money on the fact that you have all those guys at the top of your lineup.
1: So the only guy that I'm really fighting for, and again, fighting for is a liberal term here, um, at 6'2 is Seth Reeves last week, 37th. I thought he played really, really good. He's not in my lineups, but I think that if you're looking for a guy down here, he's not your worst option.
0: That's fair. Uh I, I will mention just for the sake of it, Dave Davis love the third is is great at six K. I'm not taking him. Um but he has won at this course in three different decades. So, yeah. You want me to read it off? I got no, you. I,
1: I believe you. I'm just saying, I don't know if that's the best statistic of a guy. You get in your lineup now.
0: <laughs> so, so he won this event in 2015, 2006, and 1992. So, he won this event, by the way, Jack, as like a 48-year-old. So, he's won this event as, an, as a relative old man in golf. Again, I'm not picking him, but like he, he does play well here. So uh, throw that one out.
1: That's awesome. More respect to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not picking him. I don't care. I'm still mentioning. All right, Jack, what do we got? You want to start in DraftKings? What's the lineup? Yeah, I guess because
1: I'm I'm torn. Um, I had Will Zalatoris in this lineup. I just want to point that out there, but I did change it. So an hour
0: have- or what? Mm-hmm. oh boy all right what do we
1: so sung jm ten five. okay Ju young kim 8-6 scott stalling 7-8 adam long 7-7 adam svensson 7-5 and callum Terran 7-3
0: wow so you have some of the same guys i do all right this will make it interesting for us this week we will uh We'll be riding the wave of, of DraftKings together then. <laughs> yeah, wow. We all right. We do have a few of the same guys. So I'm going to start with my DraftKings lineup. Also, Sung J M at 10.5. I'm doing Russell Henley at 9-8. Uh, I'm doing Aaron Wise at 8-1. I'm doing Scott Stallings at 7-8. I'm doing Callum Tarran at 7-3. And I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. I'm going Bo Hogue at 6-4. Not loving it. But <sighs> Gotta fill, gotta fill out the lineup at the bottom with somebody. Yeah, I was I'm gonna say, it. I
1: think you projecting that you don't love it is the confidence of the century.
0: Again, I need him to make the cut. If he makes the cut, it's fine, and he can do that. But that's awesome. You know, there's a lot of other guys I would prefer. If I could have gotten up to Buckley at 6,900, then I then I would have. But it just didn't work. So Bohog Bojo's the option.
1: Don, I mean. I'm going to jump right into FanDuel because I'm actually really confident about this one. So I have Adam Scott, 10-8. I have Taylor Pendrith at 10-4. Siwoo Kim, 10-3. I have Ju Young Kim at 9-8. Adam Long at 9-6. And Callum Tarran at 8-8.
0: So I actually laugh because I changed my FanDuel lineup since I sent you the... The, uh, the email with my notes so this will be a different lineup for you I like Adam Scott this week I like that pick in there uh, we will see you're kind of big on Callum Terran. I'm, I'm here for it you know I, I figured uh, that I'd be the one to have to hammer him home but that's fine all right so for FanDuel I'm starting again Sungjae M. 11 I'm going Adam Scott ten I'm going Scott Stallings 10-1 I'm going Aaron Wise 10,000 I'm going Tom Kim nine eight, and I'm going Hayden Buckley at eight thousand. Mm. So I'm switching some stuff up. I had, I think I had Zach Johnson on the bottom of my my fan line lineup at one point, and that was uh, that was tough to see. <laughs> so you know we had to kind of switch it up and make sure that make sure that I felt confident on those six guys. No kidding, that's awesome. So all right, Jack. We got our both of our lineups. What do we got for bets? You still doing five bets?
1: Yep, still doing five. What do we got? Taylor Pendrith, top forty, minus one thirty. Ju Young Kim, top forty, minus one thirty. Adam Long, top forty, plus one hundred. Shane Lowry, top twenty at minus one fifty. Sung J M top twenty at minus one forty. Um, I will point that out there that Siwoo Kim is another guy that I really considered going to top 20
0: (laughs) that's my bet so that that's where I'll start it then Uh, I'm doing the three bets still I had Siwoo Kim top 20 plus 130 Uh, I have Aaron Wise top 40 at minus 135 and I I have Alex Smalley top 40 at plus 120 again I'm hoping the hometown kid makes top 40 I'm not I don't hate it at all all right so so we got all of that what do we got left we got winners wild picks stuff like that
1: Listen, I think since I hit a wild card last week, that's where we start. I'm here for it. What do we got? Ju Young Kim, top 10, plus 350. Okay. I like it. I think he did it last week. I think he's got a chance. He's got to do it back to back. And then Siwoo Kim, uh, top 10 is plus 250. So hopefully one of the Kims takes a top 10 and I crash some money.
0: I'm kind of pissed because I actually really like that Tom Kim pick. I know. I, I sat there, and I thought about it at, like... I was at work today, and I was like, who do I want to take as a wild pick? This is, like, really the last good week to pick a wild pick that's l- l- realistically a wild pick. Once the, once the FedEx playoff starts, I mean, our wild picks are like, oh, yeah, I think Justin Thomas is going to finish top five. And that's I mean, like,
1: still 150 guys. It, in the
0: it, first still, it. it still is, but eventually, you know, wild picks are less wild. It's just Yeah, like,
1: however, the less... You know, lesser players there are, the lesser position there is. So it might get even tougher. And you might think it's easier that there's 30 guys to rank 30 slots, but you never know.
0: It's just better when you can really pull a name out of a hat that nobody. Oh, knows sure. And they can make the wild pick. Yeah. But I again, that Tom Kim pick was one that I was really eyeing. So I saw Jack at it, and I didn't want to steal it from him. Um, for my two wild picks, I have Lee Hodges top 20. At plus 400. He played great last week outside of Saturday. I mean, that was, if, if you want to look at me funny, you can look at me funny the same way than at, at Adam Scott, because he basically played similar to Adam Scott. I, I have him
1: set up my lineup. I'm not fighting Adam Scott.
0: Well, then but, but if <laughs> your entire in
1: the bet office, and fan toy is based on guys that played really well last week, except for Saturday.
0: Well, yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's also been playing well before then, too. Uh, the other guy I'm going to do is Webb Simpson, top five. Plus four fifty. Oh yeah!
1: Holy goodness! Oh, yeah. Not top ten at two hundred.
0: No, 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 no. Let's. I wish I could pull it up. I, I had it up earlier. He's finished two, three, five, and seven here in four of the last five years. So, so I'm going for the top five. I'm sending it. Wow. Um, I will make an honorable mention wild pick because this is the last week. Davis Love the third. Top 40 is plus 600. He is max odds for top 40. Again, he's won this event in three different decades. Do I realistically think he's making the cut? Absolutely not. But that, in my mind, is a great pick for top 40 if you want to try and six times your odds. Wow. I
1: have no words for that. (laughs)
0: Uh, Hey, That's awesome. What what can I say? I'm, I'm here to send it. Just,
1: you know, for the record... Will Zalatouris at plus 1,200 to win is barely better than Davis Love to get top 40. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Yes. Yes. Wow. I, yeah, it's kind of great. But I, I hope Davis Love does great next this week so I can talk about it next week. Do, <laughs> do I think? Awesome. Do I think he will? Absolutely not. But he's won it three times, and he plays great here all the time. So I'm really hoping for it.
1: Hey, I mean, are you throwing him in there? Is a wild card? Or are you going to honorable mention?
0: it's <sighs> the so last week I'll keep him as an honorable mention like if he, play, if he does it I won't take too much credit for it but like I, I can't throw him in there it's, it's not the same I mean he's kind of like an honorary it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not it's not the same as like Lee Hodges or Webb Simpson it, it's more of just like it's the same way that if uh, oh my gosh I can't think of his name Who's the Who's the guy Who's the guy that chugs beers? Where's well, the first? I mean, where, where's the first tee? What's the course record? John Daly. Thank you. I, I oh my goodness! <laughs> you, need to leave,
1: you need to leave golf forever.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, picking Davis Love top forty for me is is not the same, but similar as if I'm picking like John Daly at a major to pick top forty. Do I realistically think he's doing it? No, but he's he's played great in majors before and it's more a, na- a notoriety thing than anything because of how long they've been in the sport.
1: Yeah. And then if you know we're on the topic of honorable mentions, I had Keith Mitchell top 20 at plus 170. I think that's pretty good odds for a guy that's been playing really good on American soil, so that's my honorable mention if we're doing that. There you go. <laughs> you don't have to write it down it's honorable but
0: no, I know. But I might as well because I have my guy. I have Davis Love the 3rd in there so i'm awesome play. well why don't you get us into winners oh uh, oh yeah i am proud about that all right for winners i am taking shane lowry with a parentheses on scott stallings mm. so i think
1: i was the only one that mentioned shane lowry i feel like that's a habit it's like we talk about everybody else and we like try to hide our winners and then we get to winner, we're like we talked about it for one sentence
0: I mentioned Shane Lowry kind of being under under the uh, under the blanket in terms of in that top five range because I think that Sung and and Webb Simpson are going to get all the the notice and notoriety. They yeah. actually don't hate Shane Lowry. He played well in the Open and he's been playing well recently. So
1: done. Um, I'm going Sung JM with my parentheses on Taylor Pendrith, and then I also have Si Woo Kim, of course, but. Um,
0: so, you didn't even take Siwoo?
1: Well, listen, I'll I think throw, si- I'll
0: put them both in there. It's fine.
1: You could do it in that order. But I think that, I think Sungjae and Shane Lauer are the two guys that I think might do the best, honestly. But um, you could do a tournament prop where you can bet a, um, a playoff special four or more in a playoff is plus 5,000. Yeah. Three or more in a playoff is 1,100. Just to get in a playoff is plus 300. So that could be another wild card you look at. Pretty good odds. I mean, obviously, we're not getting a six person playoff again. That would be a miracle. (laughs) But um, you never know. Could turn into a birdie fest. Could not. You might see a playoff.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. I hope there's a playoff. I think that'd be a lot of fun, especially. I want to see a playoff with like three guys that are fighting for their lives to make it into the FedEx playoffs. Like three guys just outside of 130. Really just fighting it all out for there. So I didn't even mention that you really shouldn't be basing your lineups around guys that are fighting to make the FedEx playoffs. But I hope that at this point, those that are listening understand if they're ranked 130th, they're ranked 130th for a reason. Don't just automatically throw them in your lineups this week because you think they're guaranteed to finish top 20. Like they're ranked 130th and yes, they're fighting for the FedEx playoffs. But don't change your viewpoint of them as if it's not any other normal week.
1: Just because you try harder doesn't mean it you do better. Yeah. Oh, everyone would try. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I couldn't get the wording out properly, but but yes. Um, but outside of that, I mean, this is really the, the the last main normal week of the year before we get into the playoffs.
1: Which I love. I mean, I'm, you guys can't see my eyes light up, but I love the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, Wyndham, then we go to St. Jude at Southwind TPC Southwind. Yes. Um, and then uh, BMW at Wilmington, I think this year, and then obviously finishing at East Lake in August. Yeah. I love East Lake. They switched the nines. I think they did a really good job there. Um, I'm looking forward to it because if we take a look at the the defending champions, um, outside of this week with Kisner, Tony Finau can't lie, can't lie. So there are some names up there that's going to be fun. You get to the FedEx Cup playoffs. You're talking about a major, like, stacked field. Um, So it's going to be fun.
0: Definitely. I I want to appreciate everybody listening for hanging out with us so far in this regular season. We're not going anywhere, but it's the end of the regular season, so it kind of feels honorary in a way. But I appreciate you guys all hanging out with us. Hopefully you've made some money with us. I mean, we're going to keep doing this. So, ride with us through the playoffs, and then let's go. I mean, we got fall swing. We're going to go back to Augusta before we know it already in, in April. I mean, hmm. who knows?
1: Don't let uh, me start singing some Ray Charles.
0: There you go. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Let's go out there and win some money.
1: Deuces.